With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, and welcome to Mysteries and Histories with me, your host, Georgia Marie. This podcast audio is adapted from my YouTube channel. I wanted to make my content more accessible for those of you on the go, and we all love a podcast. So if I ever reference anything on screen or a photograph, please bear in mind this audio was originally made for video. It won't hinder your listening experience at all, but just to save any confusion. And if you do want to go and subscribe to my channel, I'm just Georgia Marie over on YouTube. And with that, let's get into it. Hey guys and welcome back, or if you're new here, hi, hello, my name's Georgia and on my platforms here on the internet I mostly focus on unsolved true crime, but sometimes I like to just take a look at good old-fashioned mysteries. And today we're going to be talking about a mystery with a difference. We're going to be uncovering the story of the Mothman, a humanoid creature first spotted in North America that through folklore has slowly made its way into public consciousness. The Mothman is a cryptid, an animal whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated, but whom cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild and we're going to explore whether or not there's a basis to this myth, a basis to the myth of the Mothman. Could this creature really exist, be out there waiting somewhere in the wild? I actually first learned about this when I saw a video about it on TikTok quite a few months ago, and it freaked me out so much that I had nightmares about it that night. It was one of those like spooky atmospheric videos with the twinkly music in the background, the low voice, it was just terrifying. So I was really brave and decided to talk about it today. But you know what they say, knowledge makes things a whole lot less scary, which kind of explains a lot of what I do on the internet. It explains a lot about who I am as a person. Two things before I get into the rest of the episode. First up, you may be able to tell, but I have a touch, just a touch of the COVID currently. I feel surprisingly okay, but I sound a bit gross and a bit puffy and my eyes are watering. I don't know why I have decided to continue filming this video, but I'm workaholic and I had to get it done today. So I'm doing it, but I think I sound worse than I actually am. So hopefully it's coming across as like a sexy cold voice rather than awful. (laughs) And with that, this is the story of the Mothman, a creature well known within Appalachian folklore. On November 15th, 1966, police in Point Pleasant, West Virginia in the USA started to receive reports of a very odd creature near the site of a former World War II munitions plant. Two young couples called in, Steve and Mary Mallett and Roger and Linda Scarberry, and they'd been driving together on State Route 62 when around midnight they'd seen a strange seven-foot-tall figure in the headlights, glowing red eyes catching off the light. They said the creature did look human for the most part, apart from the red glowing eyes and the fact it had seven foot wide wings. Panicked, the driver of the car, Roger, sped away, but he was very stressed to find that the creature, whatever it was, followed. The thing was a very clumsy runner, its limbs didn't seem to work properly on the ground, but then it rose upwards like a helicopter using its large wingspan and gliding through the air. 
Even as the car reached speeds of 100 miles per hour, the creature was very easily able to keep up. But luckily, by the time they reached Point Pleasant, it seemed to have gotten bored, being nowhere to be seen. As you can imagine, the couples were very shocked, very shaken, trying to come to terms with what on earth had just happened. They debated going to the police to report what had happened, but they weren't idiots, they knew how crazy all this sounded, and they were sure that the police would just laugh them off. So instead, they make a very strange choice. They decided to head back up the route instead to verify their claim, see if they could spot this creature again. So they started on the journey, but pretty quickly realised that this was a very risky idea, so decided to just turn back again. However, as they turned the car around, they noticed a dead dog lying on the side of the road, a dog that they were sure wasn't there before. And then, as they drove past, something heavy hit the back of the car, but before they could even see what it was, it ran away from the vehicle back into nature. Now I do want to take a moment here to note that the actual story differs from source to source, but I've done my best to put forward a narrative that seems to make the most sense. That's the problem with folklore such as this, the very nature of it is that it does change from person to person. The dictionary definition literally says, the traditional beliefs, customs and stories of community pass through generations by word of mouth. So yes, take all of this with a pinch of salt, I'm trying to build a story, but every source has something a little bit different. I know some people don't like hearing about dead animals in these episodes, but the dog may be very relevant to the story here, because the day before, it seems this creature, which came to be known as the Mothman, may have been seen in Salem, West Virginia, where a German shepherd named Bandit reportedly very uncharacteristically bolted into the woods, following two glowing red circles, just like the Mothman's eyes. Bandit's owner, Newell Partridge, said that he followed him into the woods, but the dog just vanished. He found nothing but paw prints just going around in circles, and then just nothing. He was gone. A day later, here's a dog being seen on the side of the road, where the Mothman has also been seen. By the time the couples made it back into Point Pleasant for the second time that night, they decided that they probably did need to report what they'd seen to the authorities. They pulled into a diner and asked the owners to call the police for them, with Deputy Millard Halstead arriving shortly after to take their statements. Now, very importantly, Halstead had known these couples for a very long time, and they didn't have any particular reputations as liars or troublemakers. None of them had ever had any run-ins with the law before. Point Pleasant was a kind of place where everyone knew everyone. All Halstead knew was that these couples seemed genuinely scared, and it seemed worth an investigation at the very least. At around 2am that morning, investigators headed to the munition site and had a look around, but nothing was really there. The only things of note was that some officers reported very eerie static sounds coming from their radios, there seemed to be no sign of the dead dog, and there was a strange pile of dust, but no sign of any weird creature. All four of the witnesses were interviewed separately, they were all asked to describe the incident in detail, and they all were asked to provide a sketch of the creature they'd seen, and all of their statements and drawings perfectly corroborated each other. Now, of course, if this was all planned, that does make sense, they could have spent weeks planning this hoax out, but at the same time, why would they? What is the point of this? They weren't known troublemakers, they had nothing really to gain from this. 
And the same thing stuck out to all the investigators here. The witnesses' genuine fear. That kind of thing really isn't easy to fake. In the aftermath, Linda Scarberry even had to be treated for shock. She later claimed that at one point she was visited by men in black suits who asked her in detail about the encounter and warned her to never discuss it with anyone ever again. Now clearly she did discuss it because we know of this encounter, but why would she make something like that up? She was genuinely medically shocked. I haven't been able to find any logical explanation for the men in black suits, but if she was being treated for shock, it's maybe not unbelievable that this part of the story might not be true or entirely correct, even if Linda herself fully believed it was. Suffering through a traumatic experience like this can do really unexplainable things to the human mind. The very next day, on Wednesday the 16th of November 1966, a local newspaper, the Point Pleasant Register, published an article on its front page about this incident with the headline, Couple See Man-Sized Bird, Creature, Something. Steve Mallet is quoted in the article as saying, It was like a man with wings, it wasn't like anything you'd see on TV or in a monster movie. Reading directly from the article, it says, We went downtown, turned around and went back and there it was again, Mallet said. It seemed to be waiting on us. He said the light grey-like creature then scurried through a field. It had also flown across the top of the car. It apparently is afraid of light, Mallet reasoned, and maybe it thought it was scaring us off. The young men said they saw the creature's eyes which glowed red and it seemed to want to get away from the lights. They said it looked like a man with wings, but this head was not an outstanding characteristic. And this wasn't the only article. Journalist Mary Heyer also wrote another for the Athens Messenger, which was also published on Wednesday, November 16th. This again was front page, the headline reading, winged red-eyed thing chases point couples across countryside. And here a lot of the same points as the other article I just mentioned. Mary would follow up on the story multiple times over the coming months, and each time she renewed the conversation once again. As you might guess, once the articles were published, other members of the public also started to come forward with their own stories of a very similar creature. Three days beforehand, apparently, five men were digging graves in the nearby town of Clendenin. One of the men, Kenneth Duncan, claimed to have witnessed a large man-like figure with wings come out from the trees and fly over their heads. Marcella Bennett and her baby daughter were visiting a friend who lived near the munitions site, and she said as she was approaching her car to leave, she saw a tall, dark figure with glowing red eyes standing next to her car. She was so shocked that she actually dropped her baby before scooping her back up and running back into the house, and she was so scared she stayed there all night. Throughout the night, the creature kept poking its head in the windows, but by the time the police arrived, it was long gone. Marcella did eventually go home, but she said she saw the same creature at her house several nights afterwards, like it had kind of followed her there. Local Connie Carpenter said she was driving home from church when she saw something large fly right at her car, nearly causing her to crash. She described a creature with eyes as red as the devil. Connie would also report strange men in black suits coming to her after this incident, warning her not to talk of what she'd seen. Over the next year, nearly 100 sightings of this creature would be reported, and the residents of Point Pleasant were so determined to get to the bottom of what was going on that they would arm themselves and go out searching by the munitions site. 
but as far as I could find, they never found any clue of any creature there. It very much seems to be a case of this creature appeared when you were least expecting it. If you were searching, it was nowhere to be seen. At some point, the creature earned the moniker of Mothman, although no one really seems to know where this came from. Maybe simply because of the wings, some others have also made connections to the Batman TV and comic series, which was very popular at this time. One of the main villains was the Killer Moth. I do think reported sightings that followed the original do need to be taken with a pinch of salt. Of course, some may have been legitimate, but this story received a lot of attention in the days after it happened. It featured on the front page of the biggest local newspapers. And there will always be people out there who are just looking to be a part of something bigger than themselves. I'm not saying that every reported sighting here comes under that umbrella, but certainly some of them would do. This tale captivated the public. It would feature on the front page regularly in the first few weeks. People were definitely talking about it and it captured their imaginations. People were looking out for the Mothman. Sure, it was scary, but it was also fun to speculate about for locals. And this did come about in a time when people were particularly fascinated with aliens and UFOs, which in itself was born out of fears surrounding the Cold War at this time. People were constantly watching the sky, scared of nuclear missiles coming towards them, and this kind of naturally led to a fascination with all things sky-related. People became really aware of what's a UFO versus a potential bomb, a potential missile coming towards them. Of course, there never was a bomb in the end, it was a cold war, but that didn't stop the fear, it must have been a really scary time. Also, you have the space race going on as well, with America getting the first man on the moon less than three years after this. A lot of things, a lot of the focus in the media at this time was sky, aliens, unidentified objects, like you were always looking for stuff in the sky, and a flying mothman would certainly capture that attention. I mean, even in the very first articles about the Mothman, it's specified by one of the witnesses that this was not a UFO. I mean, that is how much it was at the forefront of everyone's minds. He felt like he had to make that distinction. He had to say, this definitely wasn't a UFO. It does sound like a leap, I know, but things like this do affect the human psyche much more than anyone realises, and it's really important context at the time. Just over a year after the original sighting, in early December 1967, more witnesses claimed to have seen the Mothman hovering over the Silver Bridge, which connected Point Pleasant and Gallipolis, Ohio by Route 35. And then, on December 15th, tragedy struck during rush hour, when the bridge suddenly collapsed under the weight of vehicles. 27 vehicles fell into the freezing water down below, resulting in 46 deaths. It was just an awful mass tragedy for the local people, something that kind of couldn't be prevented, it was always going to happen eventually. The reason for the collapse was kind of just human error. Investigation found that the cause of the collapse was down to the failure of a single I-bar in a suspension chain, a small 2.5mm deep defect that weakened the entire structure. It would have been pretty much invisible to the human eye and technology at this time just wouldn't have picked up on such a tiny thing. There was no way of knowing it was there. But the bridge was carrying much heavier loads than it had been originally designed to and it had also been poorly maintained over the years. This was literally a disaster waiting to happen. But locals quickly made the connection to the Mothman sightings just a couple of weeks earlier. 
I guess it made it easier to blame on this unexplained creature than human error. Many people began to speculate that the Mothman was responsible for the collapse, whilst others said it was a warning that something bad was about to come. And whilst for over a year now, local residents had been very deep in the Mothman conspiracy, it hadn't really spread much wider than that, maybe some people across the state, it certainly wasn't nationwide news. But all of that changed with the Silver Bridge collapse. Interestingly, after this point, local sightings seemed to pretty much come to an end, but the story started to spread nationwide and then worldwide. In the decades since, every time there's a mass tragedy such as the Chernobyl explosion, the collapse of the I-35W bridge in Mississippi, the bombing of a Russian apartment building in 1990, 9-11 and so much more, someone will always come forward with an alleged sighting of the Mothman. He's said to be a precursor of destruction, a harbinger of doom. The legend of the Mothman seems to kind of fall in and out of popularity over the coming decades. Every so often it gets a big resurgence and then people seem to forget about it again. In 1975, paranormal journalist John Keel released his book entitled The Mothman Prophecies, following his own investigation into confirmed sightings of the cryptid. And then in 2002, a film based on the book is also released, starring Richard Gere and Laura Linney. And each of those releases comes with a whole load of new people coming forward with apparent sightings. In 2016, an anonymous source submitted apparent photographic evidence of the Mothman, a photo that they apparently took on Route 2 in Mason County, West Virginia. It's a pretty clear photo of a very odd-looking creature, but many experts have dismissed it as being inconsistent with other descriptions of the Mothman. It's not as long or slender, the wingspan isn't wide enough. It could be pretty much any creature set against this sort of like backdrop of a darkening sky. It very much could be fake. The next year, in 2017, researcher Lon Strickler, who's run the popular Phantoms and Monsters blog since 2005, publishes a record of 55 sightings of the Mothman. But according to psychologist David A. Gallo from the University of Chicago, there's just a little bit of confirmation bias going on here. Strickler's blog is read daily by tens of thousands of paranormal enthusiasts, investigators, and people seeking the truth. And it's thought that people who visit a paranormal-centric blog such as this one are inherently more inclined to believe in and therefore witness the existence of a Mothman. Whereas non-believers may see a strange creature such as this one and be able to rationalise it. Maybe they'd think it's a bird or an oddly shaped tree or a trick of the brain. Only people who know of the Mothman will be able to see it and think, that's the Mothman. I make no secret of the fact that I am inherently a sceptic. Do I personally believe in creatures such as the Mothman? No, I just find the world easier to navigate if I don't accept their existence, but I do find the stories fascinating to research regardless. But for sceptics such as me, what is the reasonable explanation here? People are clearly seeing some things, so what is it? Well, research points to a very simple explanation. It's the type of bird. And this isn't a new theory either. Like even in the very, very early days of the investigation, all the way back in 1966, Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he thought it was just an unusually large heron that he called a shit poke, which is a genuine term for any number of birds in the heron family, a shit poke or a shite poke. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but S-H-I-T-E-P-O-K-E. 
More specifically nowadays, researchers have identified the most likely culprit here as being the sandhill crane, native to North America and Siberia. They tend to be found in large open habitats, kind of like the area around Point Pleasant, although this isn't generally an area they would be found year round, only in migration season. The sandhill crane is generally anywhere from 2 foot 7 to 4 foot 6 in height, with wingspans up to 7 foot 7, but it's not out of the question there could be an unusually large one in the area. Seeing one of these birds out of season, shadowed against your car headlights, I could see how one might think it was an unexplained cryptid. They also have red rings around their eyes which when reflected in a car headlight or in a torch could give a very creepy red glowy eyed effect. According to allaboutbirds.org, sandhill cranes are known for their dancing skills. Courting cranes stretch their wings, they pump their heads, they bow, they leap into the air in a graceful or energetic dance. And that could explain the weird movement of the mothman as described by many witnesses. Most sightings also come at night of the Mothman. During the day, people might be seeing this crane and be able to identify it for what it is. It's a very big bird. During the night, in the dark, people's brains fill in the blanks and they don't think bird, they think weird, long, gangly creature with wings. I hate to say it, Mothman believers, but I really do think this is just a really big bird. Whilst paranormal investigators or paranormal lovers are always reporting sightings of the Mothman, the most notable recent sightings come from Chicago, Illinois. From around 2011 onwards, there have been a spate of sightings in the city. The most recent sighting comes from Chicago O'Hare Airport in September 2022, where an anonymous United States postal worker reported seeing something standing at the far end of the parking lot. As they told blog UFO Clearinghouse, they thought at first it was just a very tall person with a very long coat, but when their car headlights hit it, it turned and looked right at them. Apparently, it was very clear that this was a red-eyed creature and the coat was instead long wings, which slowly spread out. At first, they thought it was a large bird, but it stood almost seven foot tall. And then it started to make a chirping sound, like a half chirp and half click, before running towards them and taking off into the air. For what it's worth, allaboutbirds.org does state that the sandhill crane's call is a loud, rolling, trumpeting sound whose unique tone is a product of their anatomy. They basically have these long tracheas or windpipes that coil into the sternum, and that helps the sound develop a lower pitch and harmonics that add richness. And I don't know if that is the same sound that was described here as this sort of like clicking, chirping sound. Another report came from the same area in December 2022, an anonymous fireman stationed at Chicago O'Hare Airport reported, I heard what sounded like a chirping sound followed by what sounded like shuffling coming from nearby. I looked around and that's when I heard the clicking coming from across the street. I looked up and standing at the edge of the HVAC plant was a very tall, thin, human-like creature with huge wings that were spread out. This creature was looking directly at me with a pair of large red eyes that had the intensity of a pair of tail lights or one of the lights on the engine. Apparently, when he spoke to colleagues about what he'd seen, many of them reported seeing something very, very similar. Has the Mothman moved to Chicago? Apparently, these sightings are being investigated, but not by the authorities, instead by so-called paranormal experts online. 
does that count as a true investigation? I don't know. Like, how does your standard person even begin to look into something like this? Surely any such investigation would be hugely compromised by confirmation bias. But then I suppose the opposite could be argued about non-believers investigating. They would be looking instead for evidence that it doesn't exist rather than it does. If you're asking me, it is unlikely that any sort of Mothman really exists because, as I said, I am a sceptic, but it is truly fascinating to research. I might not believe, but I suppose no harm is coming from the people that do. And a lack of solid evidence doesn't stop locals in Point Pleasant trying to capitalise on this myth. And why not? As of 2002, each year Point Pleasant holds the annual Mothman Festival, following an effort to increase tourism in the area. Event organiser Jeff Wormsley states that the average annual attendance is around 10,000 to 12,000 people, which is pretty impressive. In 2003, a 12-foot tall statue of the Mothman was unveiled, created by Bob Roach, and in 2005, the Mothman Museum and Research Centre was opened in Point Pleasant. Wormsley said to the Post Athens, In 50 years, Mothman turned into a pop phenomenon. I mean, it's in video games and movies and documentaries and all kinds of crazy stuff. Obviously, the museum does really well because of people coming from all over the world. Point Pleasant is a small city. The 2020 census shows a population of just 4,101 people, and it doesn't have many claims to fame. Before Mothman, they might have got in some historians who were fascinated by the Revolutionary War, the town was built on the spot of the first battle of the war, but other than that, they don't have many sort of famous things. But now they have the Mothman, bringing in 10,000 people annually. That's double the town's population. Why would they not capitalise on this as much as possible? It just makes sense. So, what do you think? Do you think the Mothman is a mysterious creature or a misplaced, particularly large crane? Do you or anyone you know have any stories or experiences with the Mothman or any other folklorian creature? If you do, I really want to hear your stories in the comments down below. Try and convince me this is real. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I will see you in the next one. Bye guys.